Hello, my name is Michael Head, and this is the DFTW Podcast. I am so honored that you would take time to listen to this podcast. I believe that this episode is going to help you grow both mentally, spiritually, and physically. If I can do anything for you as you're listening to this, you need to reach out. You can see all my information in the description. And thanks again for listening. Hello and welcome back to the DFTW podcast. I am so thankful for everybody that continues to return to the podcast and of the returning subscribers. I thank you for sharing this. I love when I hear about how somebody received this because somebody else shared it with them because they truly believe in the content. And I just want to say thank you for doing that and continue to do that. It's not hard to send a text with the link in there or to share it on Instagram or Facebook. And when you do that, all it does is get the word out more about mental and spiritual health. So thank you for doing that. And if you're curious where you can connect with me, you can do that on Instagram. I'm pretty easy to find there. It's just Michael Head. You can find me right there. Also on Facebook, on Michael Head's Facebook page, you can find me there. Connect, ask questions, and let's continue the conversation. On today's episode of the DFTW podcast, I want to talk about children of narcissistic parents. I believe that this is a huge deal that is going on, and one of two things don't know what's happening. The parent doesn't understand what they're doing as a narcissist, and the children don't understand what is happening because that is all they know. And ultimately, you don't have to go to the very end of this. Here's what I'll tell you is if you are a narcissistic parent, you are causing trauma to your child. And that is what today is about. I want to talk about how you possibly are hurting or you can hurt your child, or you did. Now, there are so many different things with this. You can change the way that you live. You can work on all of these things, and you can also ask for forgiveness because most likely many of you who maybe you raised your children and and you yourself are a narcissist or you're with somebody that is a narcissist or was a narcissist, you have changed and you've grown out of that. And I would encourage you, go to your child and just let them know, you know what, I'm sorry, what can I do now? And encourage them because no matter what, it probably most likely affected them. And you can change that now. You can change the story. Also, right now, you may be a teenager or you may be a college student or I'm not sure how young you are listening to this. And the truth is you understand that you are living right now with a narcissistic caretaker and it is honestly hurting you or you don't realize what is going on. And maybe this podcast is going to help you to realize what is happening. So the goal of this podcast is to help people. The goal of this podcast is for people to be aware of what is going on. Again, I'm not a therapist. I am somebody who has gone through therapy, somebody who studies mental health. I am a pastor who loves Jesus with all that I have, and I go to him for answers, and I'm constantly praying of how to deal with things, and I believe that this is something that we all can learn about and we can get better about. So what is narcissism? What is narcissism? It is characterized by a huge sense of self-importance, a lack of empathy for anybody and a need for excessive admiration, and the belief that this person is unique and deserving of special treatment. I want to say it again. What is an, what is narcissism? It is characterized by a massive sense of self-importance, a lack of empathy for anybody, a need of excessive admiration, and the belief that they are unique and deserving of special treatment. There you go. That is a narcissist. So children of narcissistic parents 
who are constantly, routinely devalued. They're scapegoated. They commonly are asked to not let their feelings out. They're constantly asking not to be vulnerable. They're hopeless. And truly, the worst part of growing up in a narcissistic family is the threat of having a hopeless future. Now, I am somebody who grew up with a narcissistic caretaker. I had many caretakers in my life, and there were some that would come in, and they were very narcissistic. And so many things happened because of that. How do I know that? Because of the work that I've done with therapy and learning about these things, I've realized that I did have narcissistic caretakers. Some weren't even parents. They were just people that came into my life because there wasn't much caretaking happening. And these people would come and they were super narcissistic, all about themselves. And just like any other long-term trauma sufferer, children who grow up with narcissistic families, they believe that they are damaged and that their life is unmanageable and doomed. And growing up, these children, they experience disruptions of their own because their living is so hard. I mean, they can't imagine themselves becoming adults. They can't imagine themselves achieving normal milestones like having a job, uh, even a, a great career. They they can't even imagine having a committed relationship, a home, or even a family. Often, without consciously realizing it, they feel unworthy. And we are talking about children who have grown up with narcissistic parents. They feel unworthy. And they carry these beliefs into adulthood, just like with anything, not just growing with a narcissistic parent. This could be a trauma that's going on. This could be anything that's happened to you as a child. You bring that into adulthood until you finally deal with it and you're able to put it in the right place. Maybe that is going to therapy. Maybe that is truly giving it to Jesus and not taking it back and letting him have it. But we carry these things into adulthood and we continue to expect with these children that their life will be cut short or that things that they hope for, if they dare to hope, will never be possible. You ever met somebody like that? You ever met somebody who, man, they just have no hope. They're like, there's no way that could be me. This is never going to happen. I'm nothing. Now, some people may feel that way for various reasons, but maybe some grew up in families where they didn't have the thought, they didn't have the love of giving them hope to go for it. Man, they're going to, you know, the the support and the love to encourage them to get a great job, the support and love to make good grades because the parent was all about themselves. So the child never, ever had to do or never felt like they could ever be good enough because the parent made it all about themselves. And even so bad, when other people start talking about their futures, they feel that they just don't understand that. They may think a child who has grown up in a narcissistic family may think, how can you even think about having a future, like disassociate from that conversation? And they stay away, they've been known to stay away from those who have confidence in having a relatively full, long, and stable life. And man, I remember when I would talk to people as a, as a teenager, and I would just wonder, like, how do you do that? Because when I went to live with my dad and stepmom, I, I got to a place to where it was just like, outstanding. I mean, my, my dad and stepmom, they took care of me. They helped me. They, they loved on me. And it was, it was almost like I was trying to mess it up so much because I didn't understand what they were saying. They wanted me to go and make good grades. And before that, it was like, I'm just trying to survive. It didn't make sense to me, but because of their love and because of their support from ninth grade on, I was able to really grow and I was able to have a future that I went for. 
And you may be listening to this and you've never had somebody tell you that you have a chance. Let me just tell you, you have a chance. You may be listening to this and feel like, man, there's no way that I will ever amount to anything. Let me tell you something. You already are something. And if you have Jesus in your life, he, he has made you whole. He has made you complete. And you are awesome. Some of the messages that I remember feeling while I was growing up and, and some that truly come from children with a narcissistic parent are these. You feel like your life is unimportant or worthless. You feeling that there is little or no support for them in the world. You don't deserve good things. I mean, I remember that. I remember getting presents from grandparents and presents from people and thinking, I don't deserve this. Why are you doing it? Was, it was almost like insult. I felt bad that they were giving me these things because I felt like I don't deserve this. You can't function on your own. They can't do what most people can do. You feel like you'll never be able to hold down a job. Again, these are feelings. These are the messages that you get as a child. You feel like nobody will ever want or love them. That's why for me growing up, love was such a big deal because people would tell me things and I just didn't understand it. I didn't even know what love was. I had no idea. To me, love was pain. To me, love was, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you. To me, love did not look like the love that I now understand, like the love of Christ, the unconditional love that I truly understand. Because I, what I saw was it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter who I am because it's all about the other person. That they're not capable or deserving as their parents. Are, like You feel like you are not capable or deserving as, as the other parent or different siblings. Some of the other messages that children get from their family is that they should not compete with or outshine their parents. You ever had parents say, hey, stop doing that? Or, or a parent that maybe is not proud of their son or their daughter for making good grades or doing good in sports or just being a great child and they don't ever acknowledge it, and they're all about themselves, you feel like you are undeserving and you're of a lower class. The message sent to you is that you're destined to screw up the rest of your life. You feel like your family is going to undermine or destroy anything good in your life. A message may be sent is that everybody in the family is a mess and that you are too, and that you can never overcome your past. Those are real thoughts that children growing up with a narcissistic parent have. And messages like these are devastating at any age, especially though for young people who are starting out in life. It is sad that a parent would actually want to undermine their child so that they feel better about themselves, so that they feel superior to their child. Now, a lot of people who grew up with a narcissistic parent, that parent had a narcissistic parent in their life. And they are just carrying on what is happening. And you have the opportunity right now. Maybe you're hearing this like, oh man, this is me. Maybe you're hearing like this, I, this is me. Praise the Lord that you're realizing that. And now is the time to stop. Now is the time to work on it. Now is the time to realize it's not all about you. And you can actually recover from this, be healed from this, and move on from this. You can do it. But you have to realize and you have to be willing to say, you know what, I have a problem and I'm going to work on it. Why? Because you love yourself and you love your kids. Because for these kids, chronically doubting our survival and our ability to thrive is deeply demoralizing. Like thinking that you are going to be nothing. You're never going to amount to anything because you're always told you're a loser or you're never good enough is awful. And the experience is a fundamental loss of faith and a feeling of disconnection from yourself. And just life. I mean, when you feel this way, you feel like you, you're you just nothing. You're disconnected. You're never going to be anything. 
And a fractured view of your future is something that nobody has to settle for because we all have a bright and beautiful future. In 2 Corinthians 4.17, it says this, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Today, I want to give you hope. I want to give you hope that right now you may be in a place where you feel like, you know what? I had great parents growing up, but I still feel like I don't have a future. Maybe you're, you're listening to this like, man, things are going good. My life was actually awesome growing up. Maybe you're saying, and you're like, I, but I still feel like my future is hopeless. Well, let me just tell you, it's not about, it's not about what you're seeing. It's not about what you want to see. It is about what's happening in the unseen, because that is what's eternal. It says that our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs everything. So we got to fix our eyes on Jesus. If you're a Christian listening to this, it's time to reset your eyes. It's time to go to the eye dog. It's time to change your contact. It's time to get a different prescription, get it changed and focus on Jesus because where you are going right now, if you're feeling you have no hope and you're feeling absolutely horrible. I want you to refocus. And that's hard. It's not like, "Mm, all of a sudden, now I love Jesus and I'm going to go after it. I mean, that sounds cute and people may say that, but let's be real for a second. When you're really dealing with stuff and you're really hurting, I want you to know that it takes work. It takes work to focus on you. It takes getting on your knees and, and praying, God, refocus my vision on you. I want to see you more clearly. I want to, I want, and then what happens is what is unseen becomes what matters. And what's seen becomes temporary. And here's a few other ways to really help yourself to build confidence in the future. Because if you grow up with a narcissistic parent, let me tell you, it's not your fault. And I don't say that to be cute. I say that because it's really not your fault. And here are some things that you can do to help build confidence for the future. And this first thing that I'm going to say, I would encourage everybody to do this, no matter where you are in life, is to set, is to make a timeline of your major life accomplishments and keep it updated. And with this timeline of accomplishments, I would also put on there hard things that have happened to you. A legit timeline with pencil and paper, like a line, and then up are accomplishments and down are maybe some hard things that have happened to you. Maybe a death, maybe a job loss, maybe a relationship ended, and then do it up, put it above the line of good things that have happened to you in whatever year that happened. Because that's really going to help you see where you've come from And then as you continue to keep it updated, you're going to be like, wow, look what is happening. Another thing, make an ongoing photo album of important events and highlights. Like, go get your picture printed at Walgreens, CVS, wherever you do that at, and like get it out and make a photo album of awesome events that you remember that really cheer you up. Something else that you can do to really help yourself with building confidence in your future is visualize yourself in the future. Like, what are you going to look at? What do you think you're going to look like? And if not like physically, like what it is, but man, where could you see yourself? I know it's really hard to look out five. I'm going to be this in five years. I'm not saying that, but where do you see yourself when you're growing up? Man, maybe it's a family and kids. And, you know, as I'm saying, I'm thinking, man, I want to be a grandparent someday. I'm going to have grandkids. My kids are going to, it's just going to be awesome. I get excited about that. I get excited because I want to see myself as a long distance runner. And I see myself as that eventually. And I see myself as healthy. I see myself as somebody who's doing a podcast still. I mean, that, that fires me up. What, what about you? Where do you see yourself? What, what fires you up? Also, write down some goals that you have for the future. 
not just professional goals. A lot of times we talk about goals like, oh, I want to make blah, blah amount of money in the future. Great, cute, awesome, wonderful. But what about for you? What are some things that life goals for you? Also, if you're married, you should make marriage goals. You should sit down at maybe each of your anniversaries and set an and set a marriage goals for your for yourself and work hard to reach those goals. Like what about yourself? Not again, not just professionally for you. Like what are you gonna do for you this month, this year? What are you going to do? Write down some goals and hit those goals. I think sometimes whenever we feel like we don't have a future and we don't have any hope, we don't really want to do anything. So here's what I want you to do. And I want to encourage you to make plans now to go out with some friends or maybe have some people over to your house, but make some, maybe some travel plans, go and do something fun. Do it one week from now, six months, and then five years from now. What are some things that you can do right now to kind of get you out of the funk of feeling like you have no future? Go and make some plans right now. What is it? And do it. And have somebody help you with that. Another thing that I like to do to help me is to read or listen to inspirational quotes. Man, I absolutely, or or people that have overcome hardship. Man, I absolutely love it. Why? Because I'm like, yes, this person could do it. I can do it. And this person has done it. And so has Michael Head. I have overcome hardships and I'm ready for the next thing to hit because I know that I've already overcome it. It's just like whenever you're running. For me, when I'm running, I'll be like, man, I've already gone four miles today. I can go five. And then when I'm going five, I'm like, I already did that yesterday. I can go more and more and more because I'm able to look back of I've already gone through this hard time and it encourages me. Same thing with listening to other people. Man, it's encouraging to me. It should be encouraging to you. Challenge yourself to do something you've always wanted to do. Maybe for you, it's like a garden or building a deck on your house, which I would never challenge. If I challenged myself to build a deck on my house, it would be it'd be really bad. I, I just not, not doing it. Or maybe learn another language, maybe get your degree. But what is something that you've always wanted to do? Man, let's do it. Again, we're talking about ways to build confidence in the future because there are many people who feel like they have no future, feel like they are going nowhere. Well, why don't you do something you've always wanted to do? And the last thing I think is super important is reach out to a trusted friend. And share these steps with them. Say, hey, this is something I'm struggling with. This is something I really want to do. I really believe that I do have a future. There's some things that happened in my life that kind of slowed me down, and I need your help. Do that. Reach out for help. And a dude's listening is like, I'm not, I'm not going to ask for help. Let me tell you something. Be a man and ask for help. Be a man and ask for help. You're like, well, a man doesn't ask for help. I don't know where in the world our culture has gotten away with that, but that is not true. A true man is willing to get help because they realize they don't have it all together. One more thing. Philippians 1.6 says this. Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You are not alone. If you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, he has begun a beautiful good work in you and he has not given up on you. Nowhere. Do you see in scripture that Jesus has given up? Nowhere do you see that he is done. Nowhere. What you see with Jesus is he continues to press on, to move forward, to fight. You see endurance. You see him getting after it. You see him not quitting. And I'm so thankful that he didn't quit, especially whenever he was on the cross. He didn't quit. He didn't quit. And then he rose three days later. And because of that, because of that, we, if you have Christ, he is alive in us. And because of that, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day 
that Christ Jesus returns. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the DFTW podcast. You know, it's sad whenever you have people that you love and you realize sometimes the way that they are is because of how they grew up. And truly, that's most people, both good and bad. But just remember, there's a way out. You have to be willing to work. You have to be willing to face it. You have to be willing to say it. But there is a way out. And you can be healed and you can be on a road to recovery. You can do it through therapy. And most of all, you can do it through Jesus Christ. And I encourage you, if you're hurting, if you're struggling, reach out to somebody. Say, man, I I need some help. Getting help is not a bad thing. It's actually a great thing. And as Miles Adcock says from OnSite, it's not what's wrong with you. It's what's right with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the DFTW podcast. Continue to share it. Let somebody know. Leave a review. And we'll see you right here next time on the Don't Forget to Write podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. If this podcast brought you any value, it would mean so much to me if you could go and leave a five-star review and just in the description of it, what were your takeaways from this episode? And please remember, if I can do anything for you or for a loved one, for someone that you care about, please reach out. You can go to nextstepcoach.org. You can fill out the short application so that we can work together. It's a true investment in your life and an investment that will change the direction that you are headed. Thanks again.